Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm your host, Richard Bliss. And my guest, um, we, we ha- well, this is a follow-up episode. Um, my guest, Fabio, was on the show earlier. Uh, he talked about, Fabio, um, Fabio, first of all, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, thank you for coming back. Because in your last episode, when you and I got a chance to sit down and talk, we talked about um, five things. You well, Let me just inform the audience. If you haven't listened to the ep- earlier episode with Fabio, Fabio launched a Kickstarter campaign and realized immediately uh, through the, the information of a, of a backer uh, that he had totally missed the boat when it came to launching his Kickstarter and realized he'd made a tremendous large number of mistakes. And so reached out to me and said that he'd like to share those mistakes. That's what this episode's about, is making big mistakes and realizing how do you recover from that. Fabio is not a a story of success of, hey, I made mistakes last year and now look how successful I am this year. No, we are right in the middle of those mistakes and how he's addressing those. And so I I really appreciate that Fabio has been willing to come on the show. And so Fabio, thank you for coming back because let's talk about those first five. We covered five in the first episode and let's go over those real quick so people remember what those are sure so you know just out of the list is the 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 first one is the false first step and quickly is that a false sense of accomplishment you get by just doing what you have to do uh, such as opening your bank account opening your your llc company and things to that nature uh two which is the most basic one that you talk probably every single show which is uh, to have a crowd uh, problem on your crowdfunding and not have the followers uh, uh, enough to carry to your uh, uh, Kickstarter. Uh, then three, it's, I wasn't involved in the social media and the game community at all in any Facebook groups. I never you know, wrote a line to anybody. Uh, and actually, I avoid being on Facebook, which was a big mistake, uh, having that personal versus uh, business uh, mentality. The number four was what I call the BGG Watt, uh, that I had no idea that uh, Board Game Geek was a thing and how many people uh, are there and relied uh, um, in, in getting the information from that platform. That is absolutely amazing now that I know about it. And uh, number five was to understand the community within Kickstarter itself. Uh, I never really back many projects. Uh, uh, all my games I buy from Amazon and things, uh, uh, places like that. Um, so when you look at my profile, I probably back like just a couple games, which is not very, uh, you know, trustworthy within the community itself. You know, those are great five because those are mistakes that, as I've had guests on, I've talked to people that they have made. Um, they're fairly common mistakes. Obviously, the uh, you don't have a funding problem. You have a crowd problem. That one, I, yes, I do talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those pithy little things that came out of a conversation that just kind of resonates that people forget. And then, like as you said, oh, I've got 600 followers on Twitter. Well, no, Twitter's pretty much noise. Those people are not loyal to you. They just are interested, and there's a big difference mm-hmm. there. And so what we're going to talk about on this episode, though, is that you – those were things that you kind of failed to do beforehand. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to the previous episode, I strongly urge you to do that because we covered extensively those five. But what we want to talk about this time is the the campaign itself. Um, inside the campaign, uh, Fabio, feel you felt that you made some mistakes. And we've got five things to cover, five things inside your campaign that you really messed up on. And that's what we're going to cover, right? 
Correct. Okay, let's talk about those. Um, and I'm going to go through just so people know what we're going to talk about. One was a, not having a playthrough video, not having a print mm-hmm. uh, print on demand, PNP. Uh, uh, yeah, what's a PNP stand a print for? Print and play? Yep, sorry, print and play. I totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, you relied on your artwork only, which is exactly the opposite of what most people do. And then uh, asking for a lot of money for the project and then counting on friends and family. Let's talk about those five. Let's start with the playthrough video. You mentioned that you did not have a playthrough video and you felt that that was a mistake. So talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it was pointed out to me that that email that I received. Uh, and people want to see how the game plays. Um, I had at the campaign at the time, um, I drew kind of like a simulation between two guys playing the game, uh, uh, going through and explaining how it worked. And it was such a simple mechanic that I felt, uh, you know, I don't need to make a video or, or really talk about in depth. Again, thinking that people will just get it, right? Like, hey, you know, it's almost like playing war with cards, but with pixel art in it with different kind of stats. So the the, the basicness of the, the gameplay was uh, kind of like with, in a way told me that, oh, maybe I don't need to invest the time uh, to do that. And I was wrong because <laughs> people want to see how the game plays and they want to see what they're, you know, putting their money into it. And it's just not, again, not just beautiful artwork. Uh, it is something fun that they, they will enjoy spending time doing it. You know, and I encountered this early on when I had a Kickstarter campaign I launched um, several years ago. I failed to do a, a board game, how to do the play. Instead, we created a video that was thematic, that told the story that you were experiencing inside the game. It was done quite well. I was very pleased with it. It was beautiful uh, video, but it didn't show you actually how to play the game. And that was early on when you realized, before we realized how important the playthrough was for that. So I can understand that when be, being one that you kind of missed. And one of the things I always tell people is that don't worry about making that professional. Um, you see people mm-hmm. doing computer rendering and all that. No, just if you need to set up your iPhone on a little tripod and then just play through and talk it just so they can get a feel for it. it very, your video can be very organic. So I can understand that one. Next, sure. number two so, here, not having a print and play. Yeah. So that was another thing. And that, uh, uh, it, it always came down to they're going to steal my idea, right? I think every creator or every designer uh, might have that sense of fear, especially when you're new to the community, even though you hear, now that I'm doing a lot of research, I hear more and more people saying, like, we're not going to take your idea. Nobody's going to copy your game. Uh, but at first, when you first, you know, enter, you want to almost like have that notion of, you know, I don't want to show too much because I don't want people to take it. And I think the print and play, it's still a, a, a big debate uh, within the community as I sense now where uh, I see a lot of uh, Kickstarters now charging for the print and play. So they charge a buck, even like to $5 I've seen so you can get the PDF. Uh, there's a, a whole community of people who actually love to just print the games and they have no problem in paying it. But to me, it was always that fear of if I put this for free, people would just come in and, and take it. Another thing about it, uh, real quick is the nature of my game. So my game, my entire idea was to turn backers into pixel art in the card. So the 300 card game I had planned, I wanted to have 300 backers and each one of those backers, I would custom draw them as pixel art and make into a card. So I didn't really have a true game to have a print and play because those artwork will be generated by the people backing it. 
So yeah, almost like it was a backward situation. And anybody listening right now who's done any kind of artwork, any kind of project, any kind of game, they're going, you have got to be kidding me. You were going to do 300 <laughs> unique art pieces of art for 300 unique cards. That's, that was the idea. Right? <laughs> you know, it sounds absurd. Uh, it's and, a very uh, ambitious uh, idea, but you're right. At this point, it was a little overstretching, wasn't it? It was a little too much. It was. It was. Okay, so then and I think, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that I think that's a good segue for uh, the next one. Um, because yeah. when I say, you know, it was a lot of money uh, um, for, oh, no, I said rely on artwork and a lot of money. I almost can bucket them all in. But yeah, so talking about the artwork is exactly, I relied that people wanted to see them drawn in, uh, in the cards. And I, I, I got pretty good at it. I got some kind of nice buzz on social media. Um, if anybody's familiar with the show Scrubs uh, uh, back in the day, yep. I drew a picture of the two main characters hugging. And the actor, Zach Braff, actually saw that on his Instagram, posted on his page, and he got like 85,000 likes on my drawing. So I thought, ooh, idea, I can do that. And people will want to be cards um, based on the artwork I was generating. And again, you know, uh, my wife said the best. She said, your campaign, after the whole situation, right? She looked at me and said, your campaign is a $100 uh, commission art for you to draw people as pixel art. And it's not a real game because you never talk about the game. You just talk about the art. I'm like, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why our spouses help us keep a, that they're the ones that they're the sanity in our lives that tell, tell us when, uh, right. When we, we get a little too aspirational and, and I know <laughs> we're going to go through these five, but I have to admit at this point, um, Fabio, as I'm listening to you and I'm listening to the experiences and I've seen your artwork and the skill you have, have you, well, I'm going to ask you here in the middle, have you thought about maybe modifying this and saying, look, I'm not going to do a board game, I think I'll try this art thing as a Kickstarter instead? Um, yes and no. Uh, you know, I thought about the whole commission idea, um, you know, to, to maybe, you know, I even thought like, oh, maybe I'll do a book of portraits or, or something to that nature. But um, two things that I encountered was uh, I, I started following a, a very uh, good artist online that does the pixel art. And some of them, to my opinion, are like, you know, uh, like so much better than what I can do. Um, and I reach out to them to ask for commissions and things like that. And their price point, it was so low, uh, I guess, because that's what they do for life. So they can just sit and whip something out pretty quickly. And for me, it will take, you know, maybe three to five hours to make a, one of the drawings. So I can't justify, you know, charging like 30, 40 bucks for for a portrait where it takes me 50 hours to do. Um, otherwise, I won't be competing with those guys. Like, you know, if I charge whatever, like 150 bucks, 100 bucks, people will be like, why am I paying you this amount versus, you know, other guys that does, you know, as good as, as a job as you can do, but for a lot less. Good point. Um, and the second was, was that bitter taste that I got in my mouth. Like, I want to launch a game, you know, I want to be successful as a, as a game. I play card games, I can do this. So I think my step back was, let me take those lessons so I can create a successful card game. And by successful, I mean like, you know, if my next game is $4,000 on Kickstarter and I reach $4,000 in one, 
I, I will be very happy. And, and that brings up our, our, our fourth point, and that is this project, you comment about how much money you asked for your first project. You asked for, was it $15,000? Yes. And what was that money based on? What were you basing $15,000 on? Yeah, so that's, you know, now looking is absurd. But um, what, what the math I did was I wanted free shipping. So I calculated uh, uh, based on that, you know, uh, I did a, that part. I actually did the research and found out the shipping abroad and the shipping within the U.S. And I had kind of like a magic number of how many copies I had to sell to make this possible. Uh, so that was sort of added to it. But the bigger driver was the quality of the game. I never even considered making a MVP of, of the game. And then, you know, as a lot of people do with stretch goals, just increase the quality of the cards. Um, what I did, I look at uh, most of my games uh, that I like, and I like the quality, I like the feel of the cards, and I saw they were print at, uh, at Magic. And I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to print. And I went there and I talked to one of the representatives and I said, I want black core. I want linen finish. I want at least three, uh, 310 GSM. Like I don't want any, you know, like rinky dinky kind of cards. I want the two piece box that opens and it's printed inside and it's printed outside. And I think it's the graphic designer on me. You know, when we talk to clients about their stuff, we always push to the highest quality stuff. And I even considered the you know a lower price point, and then I got a quote from them that it was you know pretty substantial, plus the shipping, plus the fees. Like in the end of the day, if I was successful with the fifteen thousand dollars, I wouldn't even pocket a thousand. Like I think my you know quote unquote profit will be around like six hundred bucks, uh, just because I would have to pay for that uh, uh, production of the game. Got it. Because of, because of what your expectations were of how you wanted to go in with that. All right, let's. Yeah, start. I didn't want. Go ahead. Make again. I didn't want to make any exceptions on the quality, so I I know I shot way too high. No, no, that's that's what you were going to talk about because that's oftentimes I've had a couple of guests. Heidi O'Neill was just on, and it's one of the things she talked about was that people come in and they have unrealistic expectations of the money, and then she often asks, "What are you going to do with the money?" And you always know you got a problem when they're like, well, I have some bills that I need to pay. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. In your case, you had just said, oh, I want to create, this is what I want to create. And it was such a high value from quality standpoint that um, the, it pushed that price point very high. Let's talk about the last one. <laughs> I have some things I want to ask you about before, but let's talk about the last one. Counting on friends and family. That's an interesting one uh, as a kind of a mistake that you made. In what way did you, was that a mistake? Well, I think, um, you know, even though friends and, and family were great and the supporting of the idea and, and leading to the campaign, I think when it comes to give you money, uh, uh, you know, of course, there were, you know, the little bit of, of, of feedback I got, uh, um, you know, the little uh, money I got was from friends and family. But I think, uh, you know, there was maybe two friends that were actually just waiting for me to launch so they could contribute. But a lot of people be like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's Fabio, you know, he doesn't need my money, right? Or within the family, it's like, oh, cool, you know, you know, the cousin is doing this, but, you know, he doesn't need my money. Um, or even like, you know, the support, like post on your Facebook page, please. And people, I think they take, you know, for granted that because they know you uh, um, and they supported you to that point, they don't really need to stretch out that reach and really, you know, talk to their friends and, and put the money out there and even give you like a dollar. Um, uh, I think they take for granted that, 
you know, it's okay to just, you know, be in the background, right? Um, and you know, I think a lot, because my price point was pretty high, so again, for a card, for you to be drawn as a card in the game, it costs 100 bucks. that's a lot to ask. And that's why I don't even get, you know, offended that, you know, friends and family didn't help me uh, there, because I know 100 bucks is a lot of money, and maybe people got embarrassed of just donating that dollar point, so they didn't even donate it at all. That's an excellent point, is that, uh, when you have a funding level that high and you're just starting off and somebody's going to contribute, and this comes in the mentality of backing successful projects, that there's a mentality, Kickstarter, obviously, if it fails, you don't, you're not out anything, but we have a mentality, a lot of people who back projects, well, I want to back a winner. And if they see mm-hmm. the project's not winning, then it's like, well, what difference does my campaign, my pledge make? And if it's a family member, they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to support him for $15,000 when that's not what you're asking, but sometimes that's what they see, right? They, they feel that you're asking them to support the, their support to help you achieve the full amount of the goal rather than just some of that moral support. Hey, could I have you as a backer a dollar or whatever that might be? I think that's a very valid that's point. It's a very valid point. Let's, uh, yeah, so that's the 10. <laughs> okay, that is the 10. I have a question for you. Um, Game Crafter. Are you familiar with Game Crafter? Now I am. Back in the day, I was not. And so the question is, I listen to what you're doing. I'm thinking, I'm really fascinated by this artwork that you've created, these, uh, these images, that you, these portraits. And I'm wondering that as you develop your game, it would be fascinating for you to start to upload some of your content to Game Crafter, build the game, right? Because you're not out anything. You've already created the art or you've already created the game. And then you can have people just experiment and say, okay, give it a try. And, and as they download it and try the game, it's kind of like the print and play, but with a little bit more quality that Game Crafter is going to provide. I'm really fat. Actually, I, I did not, yeah, I did not consider that. That might be a, a good path for me to take. Right, to actually, because you, you've already kind of got all the elements. It was just a matter now of, of the printing and the manufacturing side and, and as you continue to work on the game. But Game Crafter is a perfect example. JT Smith's been on the show uh, multiple times, but it's a perfect way for you to kind of upload it and then print one or two copies. Here you go. Here you go. And then you're not out a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. you, and what's Fabio? What's fascinating? And I, I know I'm going to get people reaching out. I know. I can guarantee it. Um, you have come at this from such the opposite direction that so many of my guests and listeners do. <laughs> right? You are a professional artist. Right? This is what you do, yeah. and you're looking for basically a game. You have so many game designers out there who are looking for a professional artist. I've got to believe um, there is a possibility for you to collaborate on some great projects out there. If you wanted to get your name into the community, I know that there are project creators out there who would love to be able to partner with you to say, look, I've got a game. You've got art. Let's get together and make this work together. Is that something you'd be open to? Oh, that's one of the things that I'm actually in search of. Uh, to be honest, uh, you know, I do have uh, an idea because, uh, again, ideas are never the problem, right? Like we create ideas all the time to, you know, mechanics and, you know, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. But uh, I was thinking really, really strongly about that possibility of finding a partner, finding somebody who, you know, is in the industry and needs art. Um, uh, I did a very, I went to uh, um, Mepicon this this past weekend uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I met uh, uh, a couple of people there, and one 
um, uh, real quick from from DPH Games um, that I started this kind of conversation. And yes, if anybody listening, you have a game, you have a mechanic, you're being in this industry and you need help with art and graphic design, you need a good logo on your box, uh, please contact me. I think that would be a very good way for me to get my foot on the door and, and familiar with uh, uh, more folks in the industry. I think so as well. And I think that's a great, uh, a great way to break in. Fabio, if they wanted to get hold of you, how would they get hold of you? So I have uh, uh, my, my company from step one. My company website is called Wagga Studio, uh, W-A-G-G-A studio.com. Uh, I have my little blog over there to talk about this journey. Uh, hopefully, uh, I can come back to your show with a successful story, but the journey is uh, uh, what I'm going to kind of almost like make a journal out of there. Um, they can email directly, you know, at my first last name, so FabioRedivo at gmail.com. Pretty easy. Just, you know, shoot me in a message there. And you can start finding me everywhere now. Like I'm on, uh, uh, finally, I'm on um, <laughs> Board Game Geek. I am on Facebook groups. Uh, as you know, again, just finding my name is the easiest way to do it uh, on Instagram. Uh, lots of ways to, to get a hold of me. Fabio, this has been great. I appreciate your willingness to come on the show, talk about your journey, as you call it, um, about the missteps that you made and the lessons that you've learned. And I think I've got to believe, first of all, we will have you back on the show because it won't be very long before you'll be uh, contacted. And I'll be very excited to see the first project that you collaborate on um, because there are thousands of people listening who will be very interested in at least talking to you and taking a look at your artwork. And I already have some ideas of some folks. And then I already mentioned Tyler James, who's been on the show uh, from the Comics Tribe, uh, will be a contact that I will recommend. Uh, I'll, I'll put you in touch with as well on the comic book side. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being such a willing guest to share kind of these mistakes that you've made and lessons that you've learned. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for having me. And like I said, I hope to be back with... Uh... Less mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it'll be a great uh, a great experience. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Fabio uh, Radivo. You can find him at Waga Studios. W a g g a studio dot com. Well, is it studios or studio? Studio. I'm just one studio. Waga Studio dot com, yeah. <laughs> or you can find him at Fabio Radivo. F a b i o r e d i v o at gmail.com. He's been my guest. He's been very generous with his time. And if you're looking for an artist uh, and graphic designer, he's your man. I also want to thank us, um, one of my uh, new Patreon backers, um, Board Gaming with Education, Dustin Stotts. Dustin, thanks for being a backer. We certainly appreciate uh, you. are my most recent one. Thank you for being a uh, backer on the show and making it financially successful. I want to say how much I appreciate that. And again, uh, for those of you who have a chance, you can visit us and review us on iTunes. But also, this show and episode can be found on our Facebook group at Funding the Dream on Kickstarter podcast Facebook group. Go out, join, and join in the conversation. We certainly appreciate the feedback and input we get. Thanks for listening. Take care.